episode 104, sponsored by Ruddy Lad Premium T-Shirt. Tonight we have Missouri Grapplers, Travis Conley and Devin Parada. Let's do it. Hello, folks. How are you? Welcome back. Episode 104, again, sponsored by our friends at Ruddy Lad Premium T-Shirts. Check them out online at ruddylad.com. Uh, thanks for sponsoring us. I don't have one of those t-shirts on. It's in the background. Sometimes I just don't have one there, but I'll get one on later in the episode. Tonight, folks, we got a fantastic episode. Let's get right into it. Two guys that uh, have actually come up here to Nova Scotia and compete. Uh, two fantastic grapplers, leader in the community down in uh, Kansas City, a little bit south of us down in the United States. Two guys who, uh, you know, when you deal with fighters like I have for uh, a number of years, uh, these are two guys that uh, kind of come to mind as favorites to me because um, they're just so easy to deal with and, and wonderful people behind the whole fight atmosphere. They they embraced it. They really, you know, they're they're motivating people and, and not, you know, that's uh, something that's really really big for for me as a as a, as a promoter. That's what I really look for, and uh, I learn a lot from people like that. So I'm really excited to have both of these guys back on. Um, you know, let's get into it, I guess. First of all, um, Travis Conley, we'll get him on first. So Travis Conley, you know, he's a 10-time IBJJF medalist. He's uh, the owner of the Underground Gym down in Kansas City. He's a guy who's a former professional wrestler. He's been competing forever, and now he's obviously, for the last number of years, he's his big thing, you know, health and nutrition. That That's his background, and uh, he's been helping thousands of people shed thousands of pounds and kind of eat healthy and stay healthy and uh, get in better shape, which is super important right now, obviously. So, and all the time. So let's uh, bring him on without further ado, Mr. Travis Conley. Hey, how's it going? Good, man. Thanks for joining us. How you been? Good. Been good. Good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, let's bring your uh, compadre on there, Mr. Devin Parada. So Devin, again, you know, an American um, uh, national no-gi champion, you know, a Pan Am's no-gi champion, now black belt uh, training um, out of the Body Fit Club in Kansas City as well. You guys came up here um, from Kansas City and just put on an absolute show, two fantastic matches and uh, great guys. So uh, Mr. Devin Parada, how are you, sir? Good, good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate awesome. uh, you having me on. No, no. Thanks again for joining us. I appreciate it. Both of you guys were a hell of, uh, like I said in the, in the pre, I don't know if you call it a pre-show or whatever the hell you call it, but you know, you guys were great yeah, to true. deal with, man. And and it's true, right? Like that's that's what it's about, man. Like now you're obviously, Travis, you got involved in promoting a way back and then you got involved now and you've done a, a yeah, of shows. I was going to say that when you were talking that during that intro, um, you know, saying how we were easy to deal with. I did a couple recently the it was called the ultimate absolute two mm -hmm. years and uh like i've told devin this too it's like there's either like w there's two types of people either people that are like super easy to work with they're like yep just tell me when and where or they ask a ton of questions and they don't really you know want to do it so yeah. it's it's pretty simple like it's it's either one way or the other so to me it's easy like it, you either want to do it or you don't so yeah that's interesting you say that because that maybe that is the whole idea and I never kind of clicked into it, Travis. It's like maybe that's why they're asking because they're trying to get out and trying to find an excuse that they don't uh, want to compete, right? So Yeah, absolutely. Like you look at the the people that are hard to deal with, they ask all these questions, they make all these stipulations and and it's just like, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're different or I don't know, speak for myself, but I just I like to compete. And I don't care what the parameters are, what the rules are, whatever. It's just, I just like a challenge. I like to compete. Yeah. So I love that. I love that. Well, that, that kind of, kind of brings me to my first question. Uh, Travis, you obviously been involved in wrestling your whole life. Devin, your story is a little bit different. You obviously get into it. You know, if correct me if I'm wrong here, you got into it. Uh, you were in a little bit of trouble in your youth. Um, and then you kind of switch gears and you're like, I need to make some changes here and, and look at you now. The, the, you know, the book is written and, yeah, uh, when I first started training, we could really only fight MMA. So I actually had a, a couple fights first when I first started training before I really started switching into uh, the jiu-jitsu mode. But yeah, uh, before that, you know, I was dealing with a lot of uh, my own personal troubles and, and demons. And I needed a, uh, a better way to deal with those things because I wasn't dealing with them well on my own. So uh, yeah. starting a fight and then ultimately rolling into jiu-jitsu has uh, definitely straightened me out for sure yeah it's that's it man like youth like we all like i struggle super bad with adhd and like focus and it's funny like i i was 
an athlete or whatever, but jujitsu for me, I can get out there and I just, nothing matters. Right. I don't, you just, yeah. that's the whole idea. You're not focused on anything else, but and anything else, but try not to die for the most part. A hundred percent. Yeah. Your, your hundred percent focus has to be there when you're training, when you're competing, you can't really have any outside influence when you're, uh, when you're doing that. So it really takes you away from anything you've got, got going on in your life. You just focus on jujitsu, which is, is awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And Travis, you, so is that right? Wrestling? For you? Yeah, I grew up wrestling in high school and then I took a scholarship from Harley Race and went and professional wrestled yes. while I was in college, bounced at the bars, was wrestled for like three, four years. And then I, I got injured pretty bad my shoulder. I had to do like, you know, just short of like a reconstruction on my shoulder. And then uh. and in that year I was rehabbing, one of my buddies in college was who I bounced with was like, Hey, come do some submissions with us and um, you know, we went and rolled around and that's the kind of the style of wrestling I liked was in, in high school. It was always unnecessary roughness or like penalty, um, illegal holds and penalty points. And I didn't ever, I didn't ever understand. Like, I'm like, man, if, if he can't take it, like I should win, you know, but totally. that's, not, that's not in the rules. Yeah. So when the like jujitsu came around, I was just like, this is perfect. Like, this is the style of wrestling I love. Yeah. So that's how I got into it. And you're and you, you've been like, you're like, you've been involved in Sambo and Greco Roman. Like you've, competed at a high level in a lot of different martial arts too yeah um that's just part of that challenge thing i like was talking about earlier um i yeah just different rule sets fascinate me um i mean even within jujitsu i mean there's so many different rule sets there's you know there's gi rule sets there's no gi rule sets there's adcc rules there's nah. and I, I just i don't know i've never been a believer in like i don't know just being good in one rule set or like one style like to me if you're you're good you're good you know and i don't know push yourself like see how good you can be type thing but the, I, I did a little bit of judo and then like it's just kind of luck i don't know got into sambo and got to compete at the world championships in sambo which i knew would be like 100 times harder than yeah. the qualifier i did but uh yeah it's just it's just uh, cool to do mm -hmm. those different things and see like what your jujitsu does in those styles or like, you know, like with fighting, like Devin was talking about, like in old style jujitsu, it's like you use jujitsu for, for, to prove it in the cage, you know? Um, and I feel like that's kind of lost sometimes nowadays. And, um, that's yeah. kind of where I, I went with it. It's like, what is, can you use your jujitsu in every atmosphere, in any environment, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, that that old school Gracie challenge kind of type environment. Um, it's interesting because so Devin, you came here when you came here to compete. And Travis, you were probably injured too. Like <laughs> you were probably injured in some way, shape, or form. But I know Devin, you were you were quite injured. Um, but I, I I don't well I could correct me if I'm wrong on this. I don't really know. But I believe you had a super bad uh, thigh injury or calf injury before coming to compete. No, it was, it was, I, it was a knee injury, but that didn't injury. really, I don't want to say anything like no, that. No, no, no. I don't mean like that. Um, yeah. It's an unreal match. Unreal. It's, not, it's nothing, nothing that's like out of the ordinary. If you're training hard and competing hard, like you're going to get bumps and bruises. Yeah, so exactly. It wasn't like, uh, it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything that affected the match at all. It didn't affect the outcome. Everything that happened was going to happen no matter what. So, mm -hmm. but well, uh, that, yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. That's kind of what I was getting at. That's why I was, I don't, I meant it like as in, you know, I'm always amazed at people who can, who can step up to the plate, you know, like it doesn't matter. It's like you just said, Travis, it's, it's either you want it or you don't, yeah. you know, and lots of people could have made tons of excuses and not did that, not flown to Nova Scotia and did that like you guys did, man. So that's, to me, it's a utmost, a utmost respect, pretty badass. I thought it was fantastic fight. Both of you guys came and brought it and had fantastic performances. I love Thank that. You. And then you also sent me a, a really nice, uh, wonderful, heartwarming message, Travis, afterwards. And, and it just, you know, that's why you do this kind of stuff. It's certainly not about money. I can tell you that. You guys know that, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. It's yeah, it's about getting those, getting those cool experiences and meeting people like you. And like you said, just fighting your heart out, you know, grappling your heart out, whatever you want to call it. And, yeah. you know, putting on a show. To me, it's like that was one of the most fun times I've had, you know, going with Devin and going to a new city yeah. and new crowd. And I mean, it, everything was just and then the production and 
Watching just, Diego Sanchez fucking lose his shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was definitely fun to be around. Oh, that I was enjoyed awesome. that experience. Brian McLaughlin was was better though, in my opinion. <laughs> he was he's awesome. He was pretty. He's a straight to the point, straight shooter. That fellow, man. Oh he man, was, he was awesome. The in stuff that, he would say and do because we stayed right across the room from him, and we were walking out and. It could have been two o'clock in the morning, and he's blazing Weezer and screaming the song and just the stuff yeah. he would say. It was absolute. The whole trip was absolute gold. But yeah, being around him was was even better. Yeah. Before the, I don't know if you heard this story, but we were backstage warming up, and he obviously has like I think everybody deals with a certain level of like you know uh, competition anxiety, especially like right before and you know nerves, all that that same stuff you hear about. And yeah. You could tell he was really nervous, and he was like talking to nobody in general. Um, so he's just like nervous talking out loud and he was just like, he starts shadow boxing and then he's just like, he's like, I don't care. Like people talk about, you know, not, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to throw a punch out there. He's like, I'm not going to go out there and do squats or do jumping jacks, but people do that to warm up. He's like, I want a shadow box. It gets me warmed up. And he's just like going off. And I was like, who you was know questioning him? Who was asking him? Nobody. He's nobody talking asked. to nobody. Yeah, oh, nobody shit. Asked. He just oh. started telling us. Yeah. He just starts talking to like nobody and everybody at once, you know? And and I was like, I was like, you know what? Like, that's a really good point, you know? Like if it warms you up and makes you feel good, then yeah. Who's oh, to say who's yeah. to say you're gonna you're not gonna any and then he goes, uh he goes, Who knows? I might throw a punch out there. You don't know yeah. that. <laughs> the way Wacker was staring at him, I thought they were gonna legit fight. They were they had a really heated stare down, man, but it didn't definitely didn't end up in a in a crazy. No, no, no. Brian McLaughlin, not um, not, not Wacker. Yeah. What well, were you guys just talking about, Brian or Diego? Yeah. No, Brian. Brian. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brian. Yeah. I thought that was yeah. Diego. No, no, no. Oh, no. Shit. no. Brian. Did Sorry. That. No. Yeah, oh, you wow. said Diego, and I was like, no, I'm like, he was crazy, but it was even crazier, and we got more enjoyment out of it with Brian. <laughs> Although awesome. Diego wearing the Mr. Donaire hat at the after party and screaming at the TV like yeah. he was next to his teammates when he watched UFC, he was screaming. It was great, too, but Brian angry. Brian stole the show on the craziness. It was Brian was wasn't fun. there at the after party. Or after no, he party wasn't, or but no. we stayed We stayed right across the, uh, the way from him, so we trained with him beforehand and just talking to him, and every time we'd come out, something weird would be going on, but or he'd have something crazy to say, but it was just a great time. Yeah, That's yeah he's, awesome, man. he's great. I like him a lot. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah, it was a great group of people, really high level, a lot of group, great people from all over North America. It was a really fun weekend, I thought, and yeah. uh, I, I owe a lot to you guys for making that trip and coming and competing for us. You know, a lot of people, some people are like, oh, you don't need to fly. I'm like, I'm not flying half these guys. They're getting here themselves. They're, yeah. they're spending the money. They're yeah. training. They're putting in the time to come here and experience what we're doing, right? Like, it's we're all putting it together. That's why people are like, oh, you know, Cat, some, not everybody, but some people are like, oh, Cat, you're doing It's like, fuck, you have no idea how much dedication this takes from everybody. Yeah. Like yeah, no one's sure. getting paid here. Fighters, promoters, whatever. It's just a love of the whole game. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It was it's, awesome. It was a, yeah. it was a the whole the whole trip in general, just the experience like like you're saying about dealing with people like I look at it as the, the opportunity I got from you to showcase my skills and face somebody I've I've never met or I competed against before and you're displaying it all over the world and just yeah, the hospitality cool. you showed us and the the whole town in general and being that far away from home, like the whole, the whole aura, the whole part of it was, it was, nice. all of it was great. So, so I appreciate that. Now that's, I want to let's segue because both of you guys have like, you do your own events, you, you compete, like you've competed fight to win, like high level events. It, what's the difference? Like to me, I look at fight to win, like the, what a beautiful production they put on in like the, like the, like some big ass, big venues, man, with lots of people. Like it, has it, has it changed your mindset in any way? Or you, like, what do you mean? Like, are you still like, do, does, do your nerves change with more people, the bigger the production oh. or do you look at it kind of the same as, okay, well I did it. It chokes, you know, even though it was like two, 300 people, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, yeah. For me, for me, I don't, it didn't, doesn't matter. Like I don't, I used to wrestle in front of like huge crowds and yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's never really affected me. Um, I just enjoy being in front of a crowd and, I mean, just putting on a show. So, I mean, I when I I did a couple dark matches for WWE, and I wrestled in front of like you know twelve thousand people. So, and I've kind of like always just been in front of people competing wrestling. So, 
Um, to me, Pretty. like your show was like a fight to win, if not better in some regards, honestly, because the, I don't know, the matches were more competitive and just top to bottom, just the production, everything. It was just, it was awesome. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. It's, it's funny because, you know, I, I don't know. It's to me, like sometimes I look at it and I'm like, how do these people have such streaming issues all the time? Like, I were like, what the fuck? Like, we're in little Nova Scotia. You guys been to our town? Like, if we yeah. can fucking figure yeah. it out, how can you figure this out after this years yeah. of this shit? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, like, it's weird. I don't know. But what do we know? Yeah. Right? You know? But I think it's uh, it's funny flow, man. Flow. Like, I don't know how you guys feel about them. I have not, like, to me, I think it's great what they've done, but it's always amazing. Do you see all these random people who are like, fuck flow, fuck, like, the yeah. politics of the sport are great. I, yeah. I just did I just ref this uh, Saturday. I went to Des Moines, Iowa and refed um, a pro show up there. Really like the guy does a really good job. It's called Subspectrum, but one of the announcers had a shirt on that said fuck flow and I was just like, man, like Is that I don't Josh? Know. No, it was um uh Leduc, this guy yeah. named Josh. Was it Josh Le- yeah. I don't I don't know anything about him, but I just know him from that event, <laughs> whatever, but that's uh so that was uh Jordan uh Yeah, Peitzman. Yeah, 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 that, yeah. did it go yeah. well? Yeah, it went really well actually. Awesome. Good. Yeah, he, he he's got a lot of passion and he just he does a really good job with uh he just loves the sport, man. So he puts together some really good matches and he works he works his tail off, man. So just like you, like I don't like go and do these things for just like anybody. They gotta, you know, they gotta be good solid dudes. So he's he's one of them. Yeah, I've heard good things about him. That's good, man. Well, it's important that people are putting events on still, right? Like, so what's it like for you guys? Like, I always get this screwed up. Don't shit on me here, but I know obviously is for anybody here in, in Canada, we know we know the United States geography pretty damn well. I gotta say, much better than a lot of Americans would certainly know Canadian geography. Just sure. Oh, we're, sure. we're yeah. inundated with American television, right? That's just what little brother, right? But yeah. uh but for us, like, so Kansas City, Missouri, and then, so Kansas City is a city in Missouri, but also is on the border of the state of Kansas. So, and Missouri, so correct? I'll simplify yeah. it. Like, I'll simplify it. Like, everybody thinks that because the name is Kansas City. So you think of the state, but Kansas City is almost like, I don't know, what did you say, David? 80, 90% in Missouri. There, yeah. Like, there's yeah. a small, like, there's this one county in Kansas City, Kansas, but Honestly, it's not like when you think of Kansas City at all, it, that's not it, you know? It's like an so, like industrial area. It's really not. Like when you see Kansas City in movies, TV, anything like that, that's all Missouri. That's all the Missouri yeah. side of it. Yeah. Yeah, it really so, throws yeah. me off. So, so is Missouri better or Kansas better? That, well, like Travis how? is from Kansas. I'm from yeah. Missouri, but <laughs> I, I'm going to say Missouri no matter what. <laughs> Travis? Like when you talk about the city, like Missouri for sure, and – I, I've lived in Missouri since, um, gosh, I was 18. So, I mean, I've probably seen more of Missouri. Kansas, honestly, if you talk like, I don't know, geography, like economics, like Kansas City is like it for Kansas. And like I said, like only a small portion of that is there. Mm. Most of Kansas is like small town. I mean, wheat fields. It's there, There's not a lot in Kansas. So yeah. it kind of depends on. What you're what you're talking about but yeah that is my my birthplace so i'm gonna say kansas i like it you're, it's, they're torn i like it we got a 50 50 there, there is like the there is a border war though with the colleges like at yeah. like ku and mu and it's like huge with the colleges really yeah. people get caught up on that like a ton and even if you look back through the history of kansas city there's always been like a, a weird border war between kansas and missouri yeah. Really? So yeah. like in what regard, like what happens? Oh gosh. I don't know. You'd have to look up. Um, Gene, look that up. Look that up. Gene. Yeah. We have like Joe Rogan where the guy looks it up. <laughs> Come on. <Gene. laughs> I need a Jamie. It's, instead it's me live trying to do it. That's yeah. it. But yeah, it's, we'll have to figure something like that up and do some history. It's uh, I, I also did a little research on Kansas city and you guys are famous for your, your, um, Water fountains. Yeah, that's a funny thing, too. A lot of water fountains. Barbecue. Barbecue is a big one, <clears throat> for sure. Yeah, barbecue would be 
very good down there yeah. i would think we have a lot of barbecue restaurants up here now too shout out to our sponsor old road barbecue but um it wouldn't be like yours yeah. he's from kentucky though so he'd be doing it right but yeah it's it's hard to get authentic stuff for sure i'll trade you, you guys send some barbecue i'll send some lobster back oh yeah man yeah? <laughs> man lobster that that town man the there was like there's another thing I think about when we were up there in Peak Two. Speaking of lobster, I don't know if there was like a lobster season or whatever, but there yeah. was, if there was a cat walking around, it was like big old plump cat that you could tell uh -huh. was eating some sort of lobster somewhere. Every cat <laughs> I saw everything any restaurant we passed it was all everything lobster. Yeah, lobster. It's that's lobster season just when you guys were well, lobster season would have ended, I guess. It ends in just uh the beginning of June, I believe. Okay. They start in the beginning of April and and they, they go for two months, I think it is. But, yeah. Uh, hard hard work out in the middle of the night kind of thing. It's uh, yeah. I, I have a good buddy that actually owns a boat and does it. It's pretty funny. So, what um, have you ever been out fishing? Like on a, you guys have obviously done like tons of fishing, but I mean like fishing like on a big boat. I went once deep sea fishing, um, but that's it. Yeah. Same for me. I went one time when I was younger and I was actually the only person and I love fishing. I fish a lot of locally, but not much deep sea. The one time I went, I was the only person on the boat not to catch anything. So I can't really say I've done much deep sea fishing. What do you fish down there? Like, see, to me, Devin, I'm terrified of snakes. I'm terrified yeah. of snakes. Is there snakes? Yeah. Tons of snakes down oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tons of snakes. Oh, lots of snakes. And especially when you get out until like we're going to the backwoods and there's water marks and so on. That's always something you have to look what? out for. For sure. But I haven't dealt with too many snakes, like, uh, but I fish for mostly bass here. You fish for catfish. You can fish for all kinds of stuff, but I'm big and big into the bass fishing, largemouth bass. Interesting. Yeah. Um, not to segue back, I looked it up real quick because I was curious, but nice. uh, the, the Kansas versus Missouri, it's it has to do with like the Civil War and, and Missouri being a slave state, Kansas almost being a slave state, and there's there's uh, like breachers' Bibles and stuff or john brown down in kansas and stuff like it's so it's that that period of history where that rivalry started interesting and interesting. i think it's always just continued yeah it's you know it's it's crazy to see the difference between us up here right now and you guys like it's it's hard to believe truly like how, how are you guys feeling about the whole thing and, and how everything's been going on in the united states you go ahead uh, um it's crazy i try to just go it like as a more sensible approach like to me we need more empathy and compassion just with mm. like on all sides like i mean we need to empathize with cops we need to empathize with you know black people like everybody you know i think so many people like draw these lines and then it's like you're either just draw these hard lines man and it just to me if people would just think about put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a minute like it, it would be a lot easier but I don't know, man. It's, it's hard to say, like, there's just so many different opinions and people mm -hmm. are, people are so volatile and angry. And I mean, some of it's justified, but I just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's kind of a scary time. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, with that, with uh, that going on and, and COVID and the riots and everything going on, I just try to be the best person I can be. I mean, I don't, I don't ever want to like, whether I think, certain things about COVID or I don't, you know, I follow the rules. I do everything I can to help out. Mm -hmm. I can only control myself and mm -hmm. I'm not going to put my views on Facebook or, or Instagram and attack other people for what they think, man. I, I try to be the best person I can be. And hopefully that mm -hmm. rolls over into the people around me, but uh, yeah, it's crazy times and just try to stay positive and do the best I can to help everybody mm -hmm. out, help myself out and stay out the way when I need to stay out the way or, or yeah. do something when I need to do something. Very wise words, guys, and it's it's true. Like it's it's quite simple when you think about it, and how you just put it like that, you know, like just be good to one another. But it's unfortunately so complicated, and yeah, it's you know, uh, we're dealing with the same kind of thing that you guys are dealing, just on a, a little bit of a smaller scale, right? That's just smaller population, but it's you know, systematic racism that kind of shit's been going on forever, and it needs mm -hmm. to change. Whether you know, it's it's never going to change without talking and getting the message across, and so. You know, it's, it's important what whatever we can do to and in regards to COVID, it's it's interesting down there because everyone's like here. It's I would say probably 95, 90 percent of the, the country has really listened and, and wearing masks everywhere like for the longest time. But down there, it's it's so divided. Right. Yeah, it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's pretty crazy, man. It's pretty I don't know. I don't know why it's happened. Like, I mean, you've traveled. 
um, I've traveled everywhere and it seems like every other country has it figured out. And it's like, I don't know why, like wearing a mask became such a, such a thing like pro mask, anti-mask, like it's, mm -hmm. it's just insane to me. Like <laughs> people trying to push like one way or the other on other people. And it goes to what Devin said, like, just worry about yourself and do, do the best you can do. And it's like, and you're not going to change somebody's mind, you know, if yeah. they believe in wearing a mask or if they don't believe in wearing a mask. Um, I don't know. It's just, I like that though. What you crazy. said, Travis, you know, like, like we've kind of lost as a society, like put yourself in someone else's shoes and like a little empathy. Like you said, people draw hard lines and myself either. Sometimes too, I'm guilty of it. Like if someone crosses you, like, fuck, no, you're dead to yeah. me, you know, but really it's like, you know what? Man, we're all on this goddamn crazy, fiery planet. Going you don't know if somebody thing. had a bad day or it, something happened to them That's or their, their previous experiences in life had led them to that point. You know, you may, you may think somebody wronged you so bad, but like yeah. they're, they're doing, you know, what they did in that instance. You know, exactly. you don't know what led them to that, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's crazy i don't I know. like that though it's you know just give somebody a little leeway you know if it's like yeah. if you were driving in the car if someone kind of came in your lane would you fucking smash the excuse sorry sorry mom if you're watching i shouldn't swear <laughs> uh would you would you would you pull your car and smash into them no you'd be like oh let's give them a little space right and that's a that's a good metaphor travis yeah. i like that a lot and, or i don't know if it's a metaphor or not i mean well the like I mean, driving is kind of the same with like social media like people act differently yeah. in a car or on social media than they do in person, you know, like yeah. there's yeah. no, like it takes away the social aspect. Yeah. You wouldn't do some of the shit yeah. in a car that you would like if you were like walking down the street, you know, yeah. I wouldn't do so, anything in the United States of America in a car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a chance, man. Uh, that's a, that's a Canadian thing. When you go down south and someone cuts you off, you're like, all right. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. No thanks. I don't Everyone's know. Everyone's so polite, gun, man, or anything. Yeah. Like it's different down because we don't have people. Like you can't carry handgun up here. Yeah. Everybody's so yeah. polite in Canada, man. Yeah. It's just that's one thing we remembered too. It's like it, it was refreshing to go up there and just have everyone be so polite. Yeah. Yeah. It's, well, and I'm not, man. And I, that's not I, by no means am I shitting on the United States with this conversation. I have a lot no, of great no, friends down not. there, and I think the United States is obviously the, the United States for a reason. You know, like everybody looks to the United States. Say what you want, but people all when they're in trouble, who do they call? Well, you know, that's at the end of the day. You know, the the leader of the free world. It's the United yeah. States, right? So it's yeah. uh, it's it's. Yeah, us as an economy i work and travel like people can say what they want but we need the united states as a world as a global world we need the united yeah. states to come out of this and lead and yeah. like come out of it in a successful way so it's uh it's important I agree. it's I agree. really important yeah. like a lot of countries a lot of the world depends on on you on you guys on youtube yeah. <laughs> and we, we can't figure out like a, a mask versus no mask debate yeah, you know that's, that's yeah. our problem right now like i yeah. got walking into a store screaming that they don't want to put on a mask yeah I don't know. Everything's political down here right now. You're on one well, side or the other. So the media, I'm, man. Really we're hoping it gets better, like because it's an election year. Obviously, like we're. I'm hoping it gets better after November. I mean, a lot of people are thinking that. So I don't. You know, you don't. You don't know how much to believe, or you don't know what to believe, and you don't know how much to contribute it to that being an election year. How yeah. everything has something behind it. Like there's always motive behind everything. Yeah. So yeah. who very knows, true. man? That's yeah. very true. So it, it's so fucked too how they can be like, here I'm gonna do this, and then they get they get elected and it's just like forgotten about. It's just total yeah. total promise bullshit. It's, it's yeah. I'm like I'm not shitting on all the politicians, but I'm shitting on all of you. Yeah, every yeah. single one of you, because it's all bureaucracy. How do you how do you what do you do? Like there are good people in there. Don't get me wrong, really good people in politics, but it's hard to change. Like hard to fight uphill all the time. What, yeah, what makes that all that hard is like when, when people revolve every aspect of our life around what's going on in politics and let them mm -hmm. control their life. And so I'm saying I just like I try not to look at too much stuff. There's not too much I can do to change the outside world except for exactly. how I live my own life and, and try to shine a light on my mm -hmm. own ways. But trying to let all this stuff that's like let it control how you live, like your way of your living and your attitudes. Mm -hmm. Like it's a, it's a terrible way to live. So yeah. just not to focus on anything. Just yeah. just things are going to happen the way they're going to happen. How we react to it is how our lives are going to be. So 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true, man. It'd be interesting if they took everybody's social media away for like, not like just for a two days or three days. Take everybody's phone away. You know, just, like, just, do an experiment. Yeah, yeah. But, then that would, but then that would be like you know, you're taking my rights. You're yeah. taking all yeah. my rights. No, no, this is volunteer, you idiot. Yeah. Like, yeah. don't like we're not. Yeah, it's 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 interesting, boys. Well, enough about that foolishness. Let's get back to jujitsu quickly. Um, yeah. You know, you guys are both, you know, very successful black belts. You've been at this game for a hell of a long time. What's something that, you know, like I just got my black belt last night and it's, it was a... Oh, know, congrats, you, man. Yeah, thank I you, didn't buddy. even know that. Yeah, I really appreciate it very much. It's been a long journey. Like you guys know what the journey is like and it's a, it was a pretty emotional day and night for me and I, I'm almost like just like just kind of like, wow, it's finally here, right? And what what was a big thing for you throughout your journey that really kind of kept you guys motivated and sticking to it? You know, obviously you love it, but was there anything else like that kind of just kept bringing you back? Was it the camaraderie, the friendships, the workouts, the, what was it? I, I'd, I'd say all that, but one thing for me, like coming from wrestling and professional wrestling, mm-hmm. When I started, like, I didn't even do, like, I didn't even consider it jujitsu. I considered it, like, submission wrestling. Because growing up, like, as a Kansas, like, corn-fed wrestler, whatever, uh, like, martial arts were, like, kind of taboo, like, BS, you know? Yeah. And I didn't really believe in it. You know, you're young and, you know, a little bit narrow-minded. But, you know, so when the guys were rolling, like, nogi, I was just like, yeah, this is awesome. You know, this is submission wrestling. And that's how I got into it. And I don't, I don't think I put a gi on for like probably two, maybe three years. I didn't even touch a gi. Um, and I just did no gi and I didn't even, like I said, I didn't even call it jujitsu. So I didn't even really know what I was doing to an extent. And then like, but I try to keep, you talk about motivation throughout. I try to keep that same mindset. So when I started, like my goal wasn't to be a black belt. Like I just wanted to learn submissions and get better and, you know, learn, yeah. learn, learn the skill. So, you know, rolling no gi, you know, training no gi, there's no, there's no belts. There's no, I didn't know anything about the belt system. So like going through the ranks, obviously I like gi more now and I train gi all the time. Hardly train no gi. Um, I try to keep that same mentality, you know, like when you get caught up on stuff, it's like, man, I like when I started this, I didn't, my goal wasn't to be a black belt, you know, yeah. it's just, being a black belt is a byproduct of all the training, you know, and it's like a, to yeah. me, it's just a bonus. So, uh, you know, beyond the, the normal things you just said, as far as, you know, the camaraderie, the friendships, the, you know, the fitness, the hard training, um, that, that was one thing that sticks out in my mind that kept me going. That's cool. I like that. How you put that, you know, it's, it, there's, there's so much to it, right? It's so diverse. There's so many different things. And I'm quite interested that you don't train much Nogi anymore. That's hard to believe, man. But I guess you're so, like, you've spent so much time wrestling. Like you said, I guess it's. Yeah. I, I like doing like Nogi tournaments or Nogi matches, but I don't know. I just, I got a point there where uh, maybe it was just how I was training. It was just, it just beats you up. Like you just go, mm-hmm. it's like wrestling. Like, when you take the gi off, you're, you're basically wrestling and yeah. wrestlers don't have long careers, you know, like, cause you have to go hard and you have to wrestle when you don't have the gi on. So it's just, to me, it's a lot more taxing and it's faster. It's more powerful. It's all those things. I enjoy doing it, but as far as training it like day in, day out, I'd rather train gi, cool. you know, but I do enjoy it though. Yeah. You know, don't get me wrong. I never looked at it that way. And it's like, I don't, I know exactly what you're saying. How about you, Devin? You know, to be honest, uh, when we first started, there was no black belts in town. So the belts weren't even a thing. Like the first time I started training was under a blue belt. Um, and I didn't even think I knew the belt systems, but I think the reason why I still train and a big reason why I did, uh, then is why I do it now is what it does for me mentally, uh, definitely what it does for me physically and what it does, what, how it rolls over into my, uh, everyday life. Like the challenges that has given me the way it has helped me push through so many other challenges in my life. Like I continue to look to do that, to give myself like just to go through something hard and push through it and, and never quit. And just, just that whole aspect of jujitsu, you know, as time went on, I had personal goals, winning big titles, all that stuff, but those stuff, that stuff would come and go that, that, that you know, the competitions definitely uh, helped push me my level to get to a certain level. But, it was just about the feeling I got when I trained and more so teaching. Like I got thrown into a teaching role in jujitsu as a, a blue belt. So, 
Now it's like, how can I, as much as it's done for my life, what can I do in my place to turn around and go find that person that was like me when I was 18? That was, you know, I I just, I just OD'd. I'd overdosed and I was in the hospital for a long time and I needed this. I needed something Mm -hmm. because the way my life was going when I was 18 was, I was probably, I don't ever want to say jujitsu saved my life because I feel like it's super cliche, but finding a niche that Mm -hmm. kept me out of the the bad spots that I was going to in my life definitely saved my life. Mm -hmm. It just happened to be, this was my niche, but I guess, you know, teaching now and trying to find those people, everybody, but really searching for those people that are looking for it, you know, that they're lost. They don't know what they're trying to find. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to find those people and give them their out and let them, you know, show show them that there's better ways to live and to, to, you can do bigger things with your life. You just got to search out for that, that niche, I guess. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what keeps me going now. Fantastic, man. Very well said, guys. It's, it's so true. You know, like the sport gives, it continues to give back every time you train, you know, every, like you say, it's, yeah, it's cliche, right? Jiu-Jitsu saved my life, but it's so many of us. And it's, it's kind of funny because it's like, did it save my life? Like, where would I be without it? But all of us that do jujitsu or I'm sure it's other, maybe other martial arts, you guys might know, I don't know so much about other martial arts if they're like this, but it, it embraces every aspect of your life, how you carry yourself, how you do everything is kind of revolves back to your training. It's weird. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree for sure. I don't know. Do you, are you guys always kind of on guard a little bit? Is that something that you guys always, like, I'm always kind of like, I don't know. I don't know what it is, but what do you mean? Like, you're just kind of aware of where you are, your surroundings, you know, like, I don't know what it's just come from training. I always like my distance. I'm always like, I like, I'm just like, you're never like, I don't want you to take my back or I don't know. Maybe that's paranoid. I think I'm, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> more aware of my surroundings for yeah. sure. But I think like I'm in control of that. Like, uh, jiu like I got into a ton of trouble, ton of fights, all that stuff. So like it switched, man. When I started training jujitsu a lot more, I got into, a, it was like a lot less of, things going on i feel like i was provoking a lot of stuff happening in my life i'm more aware now but like i'm more aware of how i can handle things if stuff does does the good i'm not so worried but yeah i'd say i'm more aware like of of what's going on around me i think you should be but jujitsu is definitely helping that out because you've got to be aware in jujitsu of what's going on yeah yeah i think i guess i mean like you know like i was like that you know young you're drunk you're out in those bars and you find yourself in these stupid situations i guess maybe i mean more like that like where you just kind of like you avoid situations like that you become oh, smarter awareness you know yeah. like yeah like, definitely my mine came like i think I, I i'm thinking as you guys are talking like like i went right into professional wrestling like right out of high school and then i started bouncing at the bars and so like mm-hmm. i was like thrown into like these crazy uh, i don't know mature situations or whatever you want to call it like at a really young age like having to like when when harley was brought up he was like there's stories of him being 13 years old like running his family farm and then like fighting like grown men like when he started yeah. into wrestling and then in a way, like I kind of did that, like there'd be guys coming to the gym, like crazy guys, like off the streets who obviously like were a little like mentally off or they just had no business like being in a ring. And they're like, they're like super fans or marks, they call them. And they just want to get in the ring and they want to start wrestling. And there'd be these top guys that I'm looking up to. I'm 18 years old and I'm like going through the academy, the wrestling school. And they're like, hey, get in the ring with this guy, like run him through some stuff. And I'm like, what like me i'm like how, why don't you do it you know like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're the champion you're the veteran like i'm this rookie and so like i'm thrust into the ring because i had like amateur wrestling experience none of them else did and so they're like they were worried you know like what if, what if this guy can actually like mm. the guy that came in off the street like what if he does something crazy and hurts you or whatever like i had to deal with those people and and then bouncing too like I don't know. I was bouncing at a college bar. So I was always like super aware of looking at people's body language, like reading situations. Um, You know, I was never the drunk person, never, you know, so if that's what you're talking about, I think I've just kind of always been aware or on guard, I guess, in that, in that respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I mean. I mean, you would have got a lot of <laughs> from wrestling, obviously. You know, like you said, and what you what you experienced. Quite quite an interesting life you've had, Travis. And and you know, everybody has this different path we on life and in life, I guess. And it's it's like all three of us here have had a different path, and, and it brings you together. Like it's pretty neat how this sport can bring everybody together from different parts of the world. And um, one thing I want to ask before you get going, what the, what the what's a dark match, by the way? 
Oh, that's just a that's just a non televised match. Like they'll bring in, um, like when they, they it's a traveling show, so they'll have um, it's like a like it, a prelim. Yeah, like in fight terms, it's like a prelim that's not televised or whatever. It's on. It's not even. It's not even on Facebook Live or whatever. It's not even <laughs> like it's nowhere. It's it's just in front of a live crowd. That's so they can get a, crazy. So they can get a look at you, and then that's it. You know. Yeah. That's how they see talent. They'll when they go to the certain towns, they'll have the local talent do jobs or do you know matches. You know, yeah, it's, it's funny the how the UFC is legit. Almost copied the 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 WWEF form. Yeah, they, like, like I've, pretty, I've pretty said close. for years, they like they fit hand in hand as far yeah. as like promotional business wise, but like they just like they don't want to like acknowledge each other, which is funny to me, but like you think about the UFC, it's, it's prize fighting. You're selling a fight. Like that's what wrestling is. Like you're just constantly selling pay-per-views and putting butts in seats. And, and like, I I love the UFC. I love the sport aspect and everything, but at the end of the day, it's like, it's, it's fighting. You're putting two people in there. And as much as you try and make it sport, like it's, it's two guys fighting in a cage, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty raw shit, right? Like, well, like the rankings and stuff, how they do the rankings, and they yeah. try and make it like the NFL and like have the guys wear suits and have this yeah. ranking. But then, like number five will jump right over and get a title shot, and it's like, well, what what do these rankings even mean? Yeah. You know, well, like at the, end of the day you're I, going back to the old entertainment, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like you're gonna you're gonna put the fights together that make the most money and that what people want to see. So, like, like, call it what it is. You know, I don't know. Yeah, it's very true. It's it's kind of fucked up system for sure, in some ways. What uh, you know, I guess we got to wrap it up here soon, guys. But any advice for you know? Again, you guys have been at this a long time. You've competed everywhere at, the, at high levels. Um, we deal with a lot of athletes that are just kind of getting into grappling. Not so much getting into grappling, but you know, like haven't competed like you guys have or whether it's fighting you know guys who are just stepping in for the first time any advice for people that are gonna do that or get into jiu-jitsu or, or fight or any of the my, above? my advice is always like and and this goes back to your earlier question too on like motivation uh, it comes back to it is you got to have fun doing it like there'll be mm-hmm. times when you're training and you're not having fun or you're not in a, you're not in a good place like mentally or just physically, whatever. So you got to change your training. you got to do more drilling. you got to change who you're around. Um, have fun with it. You know, like my, my wife used to train and I always told her too, like she felt like this immense pressure because, you know, mm-hmm. like she was basically marrying jujitsu, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I always told her, I'm like, I don't care if you never train a day in your life. Like yeah. to me, what's more important is like having fun, you know? And I tell everyone that too, like, my students and people and you see people getting down and, you know, and we've all had it too. Like all three of us, like there's times when you're not having fun with it. So you got to do things differently to make it fun again. Um, So that would be my number one advice to, you know, anybody getting into it or whatever. And that goes not to be cheesy or cliche, but that goes with life too. Like if something's not fun, like you got to make it fun, you know, you got to change some things and, Mm -hmm. It's true, dude, that like I've had my up and downs in my journey, like I said last night, like, you know, we all go like there's so much shit that goes involved in this journey. You think about like 10 years of training, like to get to this showing up like that, like how many people go to the gym for 10 weeks, right? Like it's right, a yeah. long haul to yeah. be able to, like you say, the ups and downs and the shit that you go through and such is life. If you're not having fun, that's great advice. Switch it up. Do something different, you know, and yeah. it's great advice, Travis. What about you, Devin? Uh, for sure, definitely playing off of him, having fun, but uh, uh, go at your own pace and 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 what and find your why you, you want to try it out, whether that be self-defense, you want to compete, anything like that, and uh, find the place that works best for you. You know, mm-hmm. you, there's, there's, jiu-jitsu is getting so popular now, there's so many different places to train that take your time and, and really find your, uh, the place that you, that you enjoy the most and, uh, and go at your own pace, you know, you, you yeah. don't, don't compare yourself to anybody else, your progress, anybody Cute. else, do your thing. Go at your own pace. Find the place that works for you. You know, if you if you're going into a place and you got a bad vibe, like don't let that shut you off to jujitsu. Try yeah. another place. You know what I'm saying? You may not get a great vibe at the the first gym. Don't let that be the reason why you quit. You know, mm-hmm. find your place, find your pace, and uh, have fun. And 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 obviously, don't compare yourself to anybody else. Your progress and just 
stay on your own path worry about yourself yeah yeah it's true man how many people it's crazy in this sport how many people compare themselves to other people yeah, that's, that's one thing that blows yeah. my mind I'm like, and i went through that too i don't yeah. i'm not lying like i went through that in my late blue belt stage like and oh i deserve to be graded you know when you deserve to be graded when your coach tells you yeah that's when you deserve it right yeah. and until then shut your mouth and train and that's that's the hard lesson sometimes you have to learn and you know, it's it's. I'm sure there's people out there right now going, "Oh, he sucks. He doesn't deserve it. He loses every tournament, whatever." But <laughs> you know, like that's what you got to say to those people, right? Yeah, yeah. The mats and yeah. train, and, and yeah. you want to train under my coach, who's the, with hands down the best in Atlanta, Canada. Then come prove it, right? Yeah. So you know, that's the way it is to me. But any shout outs, boys? You want to give any thanks to any of your sponsors, any of your students? Uh, I'll, I'll shout out to uh, Longboards. Like They always sponsor me with everything. It's yeah. a local wraps and bowls place here. They got like six locations here in Kansas City. They're just, they're good solid dudes and they're always like anything I ever need. I just call them and they like help me. Um, so definitely shout them out. And then uh, Defense Up too. Defense Up always helps me out. Nice. What's his name? Rick? What's that? What's the guy's name who owns that? Rick? No, I can't remember. Who longboards? No, uh, defense, defense. Oh, guy, 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 Sato. guy yeah. Sato. That's yeah, yeah. Right but longboards, I remember them from when you competed yeah. here. They were really good. They're doing a lot of shout outs. Good Dude, they're awesome. They're, they're super cool. He's a, he's a big fight fan too. So he's just, he's a suit. He's a good fan of, you know, MMA and martial arts. He's Filipino. So nice. He's, cool. He loves the martial arts. Uh, I'll just shout out. I got my one main sponsor is Fuji sports. And I just want to shout out my gym body fit KC, uh, the owner, David Vava. He gives me the opportunity to teach down there. It's a, it's got all kinds of stuff going on down there, but I'm the head jujitsu coach down there. So I want to shout out my gym, Fuji sports and, uh, shout out to everybody that's staying up on these down times, man. Hopefully, you know, we make it through these times and we all get back to doing what we're normally doing before that's all this it. started. So. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, I wish you guys all the best of luck down there with what you know, we've been we've been back kind of back training now for probably two months, maybe six weeks kind of thing That's back training. Like, probably know. us too. Like, yeah. I think May, like mid May. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully it stays that way for you guys. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the numbers are going down. So keep the faith, you know, we're going to get out of this mess and, and just keep being great guys, leaders in your community. And, you know, hopefully we can get you back up here for another match or, or yeah. something in the future. We'll awesome. yeah. We're going to, we're, we're doing an event on October 24th, actually. And it's, it's going to be in our cage because now we can't do any MMA events until 2021. So we're going to do another grappling event in our cage. So I'm, I'm quite shocked at how many people are like, Hey man, I'll fly from California to come compete or whatever. You know, it's just like, I can't like, so if you come into Canada, it's a two week quarantine, but also if you come into the maritime provinces, the Atlantic provinces, the maritime province, I don't fucking know. Yeah. The maritime provinces. It's like the time zone. <laughs> yeah. You, yeah. You have to come, you have to quarantine again for another two weeks before you can do anything. So, so four weeks. Yeah. So two weeks in Canada and then another two weeks, so four weeks. Yeah, like if you went to Toronto, you'd have to quarantine for two weeks. You could go and visit for a week. And then if you went ahead to come here, you'd have to quarantine for another two weeks. Obviously. So if, if we wanted to come there, we'd have to stay in Toronto for two weeks. No, no, you'd just come right to Atlanta, Canada and quarantine for two weeks and then you'd be good. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. gotcha. Pretty inviting, eh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Sounds like a fun trip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> No, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, we have a, a really old population here and, uh, I, you know, it's, it's important. We, we've obviously done the right things. We have three cases now. I think we've had total maybe 10 cases in the last like month and a half. Wow. So we've been doing really good. People are That's listening nice. and yeah, it is people, you know, it's at the end of the day, politicians, like I, I was shitting on them earlier, but they do have a tough job. I wouldn't want their job and I couldn't do it any better for sure. That, that's yeah. what I think. Man. You know? Like yeah. when people are talking about like, they, they know the answer. I was yeah. like, dude, I wouldn't want to make those decisions. No. Like, cause whatever decision you make, it's, it's not Wrong the right, one. there's no right decision, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, I don't envy those people at all. Like you no. said, no. so that's why I don't complain either. So no, well, that's like I said all along here, I'm like, you know, like Justin Trudeau, he's done a great job. Like he's protected our country, but at the end of the day, and they got money out to people who needed it right away. And you know, it's like the premier here, he, the premier in our province actually is retiring now. He's like, I can't do it anymore. He's had a really rough year. Well, understandable, but you know, so it's, it's not easy. I, like you said, I wouldn't want it. And you know, yeah. it's 
So keep the faith, all you politicians, and just ignore me shitting on you. <laughs> I'm sure you're really concerned about it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, boys. Thanks so much for joining us. Lots of love to you guys down there and uh, in Missouri. Keep the faith and, and keep training, and we'll talk to you very soon. Thanks, Thanks, for having us. Okay. Congrats, awesome. dude. Thank there you go, folks. Yeah, thanks again. Black belts for life. That was, that was cliche, I guess, too. <laughs> Tacky. I'm getting that tattoo right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. See you later. See you, see you man. Devin Prada and Travis Conley, folks. Fantastic guys. Great ambassadors for the sport and uh, good friends. So uh, that was fantastic to catch up with them. It's always good to catch good chats with people that you really get along with in the sport and uh, kind of on the same path and, and level as you. So that was cool. Um, yeah, so we'll be back, I believe, tomorrow night with another episode, folks. Tomorrow night, uh, we got a big one coming up next week. We got Mr. Gavin Tucker coming on the show. Mr. Gavin Tucker's coming on with Mike Malott and Pat Carroll. The Smash Brothers are going to come on together, uh, as well as Mr. TJ Grant. We got him coming on next week as well. Really excited for that. And then a couple other great names as well local, national, international. All that kind of fun stuff. Thanks for tuning in, folks, and uh, be well out there. Be good to one another, and, uh, yeah, lots of love. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. Be kind. Thanks for tuning in, and make sure you hit that subscribe button. As always, thanks to our sponsors, Conway Customs and Tinkin, Beat It Sports Shot, Team NBR Sport, Maritime Madness, Old Road Barbecue, Tattoo Sarah, BC Kimonos, Ruddy Lab Premium T-Shirts, Dragon Energy, Privateer Harley Davidson. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We'll catch you next week.